It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Ciao. Blasted me right out of my earphones at that point. That was perfect. Okay, so I am in Cheyenne, Wyoming today at the studios of KGAB, which is always an adventure coming down here. But all right, at least the construction work is done. Remember the, remember that when I was showing up here and they were rebuilding this whole office section, studios and all? It's all done. It looks really nice here now. Still, though, the hookup is kind of an adventure, but it's working out. All right, so I have a lot to go through today. And I'm just going to be topic hopping. So except for one guest that I have in the 8 o'clock hour, it's you and me. So at any time, you can interrupt me and change the subject. That's what we do on Fridays, which means you can vent to get into the weekend before you get into the weekend. So you feel a whole lot better as a human being and people can tolerate being around you. 888 woods is the number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or use the chat option on your Wake Up Wyoming app and send me a text message. One story I've been trying to get to since Monday. So I decided to lead with it. I want you to picture a environmental protest. Bunch of protesters show up because a new building is going up. And they don't want that building to go up where it is. They have their environmentalist reasons. Well, the building is being constructed by the Catholic Church and will be used by a bunch of nuns. So the environmentalists show up to shut down the work, to shut down the bulldozers. The nuns are having none of it. At one point in the video that I was watching earlier this morning, one of the environmentalist nut jobs tries to break the chain, the human chain set up by the nuns. He is chased down by a nun and bum-tackled. And basically, she slaps him around a little bit. Now, I was waiting for the ruler to come out. I wanted to see her just whack, whack with the ruler. It never happened. I don't, maybe nuns don't do the ruler thing anymore. Here's the story. Since 2018, the project to build a large Catholic religious center, and this is over in Europe, has been ongoing. They finally are under construction now, Monday, October 14th. Environmental activists fiercely opposed to the nuns. They tried to protect the work from taking place. The nuns formed a human chain to try to stop the environmentalists. On one side of the ecological collective was, uh, again, here are your activists. On the other side, the nuns facing off. Now, you would think, who's going to win this one? 
Well, who do you think is tougher, environmental activists or nuns? Now, here's your answer. If you think the nuns are just a pushover, you never went to Catholic school, did you? The demonstration started early in the morning, the story says. Impossible for the activists to penetrate the site fortified with barriers, themselves guarded by nuns who arrived during the night. Some still managed to sneak into to the construction site itself. And then violent clashes began. From 8 o'clock in the morning, environmental activists and nuns came to blows. I get to read that again. I just have to. I, from 8 o'clock in the morning, environmental activists and nuns came to blows. These violent altercations lasted about an hour. Quote, I didn't expect that, said one environmentalist co-president of the Association for the Future of the Planet. I expected the nuns to be a little, you know, resistible for public order. The problem is that the religious order decided to resort to violence. He said I was attacked three times by five nuns who scratched me, punched me, wanted to throw me out. They decided to protect the site with their actions, their bodies. Now, I wonder, after the nuns slap these environmentalists out and run them off, again, you, you would kind of expect, who, who do you think is going to be the wimps here, right? Do they have to go ask forgiveness of that? Or do they just consider that to be some sort of a religious crusade of some point? You know, obviously God wanted us to just beat the snot out of these people. I, if I were, if I was with the religious order, I wouldn't ask for forgiveness. I would say, well, no, this is a holy war. This is what God wants us to do. Anyway, calm returned. However, the nuns continued to surround and make it uh, so it was impossible for environmentalists to get back in. And armed with their voices, they started to sing. Work continued. There's a. Uh, a rare plant that's in the air. If you wonder why the environmentalists are there, uh, there's a some, some vegetation that's considered rare in that area. And in order to clear it to make this facility, that vegetation has to be torn up. Now, I, my answer to that is if you're so worried about that vegetation being so rare, then how about taking the seeds from that plant and planting it somewhere else you can tear up what's originally there. Just make sure you're growing it somewhere else. There you solve the problem. A meeting organized by the uh, different parties to protect the plants but build the facility is scheduled for yesterday is when they were supposed to have a meeting and get together and try to talk this out. There are pictures but I like instead of the picture, because the pictures are pretty action-packed here. But I actually prefer looking at the video of this as one environmental activist who looks every bit like you would expect him. He's wearing uh, cargo pants, but the kind that look more like knickers. You know, they come down to just below the knee and snap around, right? And then, of course, he's got to have his man bun going there, yeah. And then there's a nun. She, this is a younger nun. This is not a young, I'd say she's probably in her early thirties. 
And she's chasing him down, and she tackles him right into the mud and just starts laying into him. Okay, well, a story like that just, it made my day. I wish I could have gotten to it earlier in the week, but you know, perfect for a Friday to start your day, right? All right. I like to start early in the morning on a Friday with stories that just make you feel better for the rest of the week. And I hope that did it to you. Morning, Jim. Jim's in Casper. Uh, Donatello, Michelangelo, and the gang. Yeah, pretty much that's the case. Really, Jim, you got to see the video of this. It's just absolutely priceless. I love looking at the still pictures, but the video is absolutely priceless. And again, who's tougher? A bunch of environmental activists or nuns? Well, now we know. 6.15 is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 622 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so off to the phones we go because Dennis is waiting by. That's who I got, right? Dennis, good morning. Is he there? Did he make it through the break? All right. I'll let Miss Mary fiddle with the buttons for just a minute. And you can go ahead and jump in if you want. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Dennis, you there? All right. So we were I got some comments here about uh, the nuns attacking. Ah, I think we lost him. Oh, Dennis, call back if you can, because I wanted to hear what you had to say. Uh, so if you're just joining us, here are these nuns trying to protect a site that they wanted to build a facility on. And some environmentalists are worried about a rare plant that's in the area that would be torn up. And my answer to that is, if you're so worried about this rare endangered plant, then make sure. Make sure that that rare and endangered plant is transferred. Is that better, Miss Mary? That it's transferred somewhere else. I mean, you can go ahead and grab its seeds and grow it somewhere else. You don't have to stop the nuns, which, by the way, you know, again, getting your butts kicked by nuns like that, it's just beautiful. Now we know who's tougher, environmentalists or nuns. Nuns are every time. Now, more. Oh, she wants more. Let me see if I can turn up. Okay, that is how about... There we go, and I'll turn so I'm not blowing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm adjusting volumes with Miss Mary over here. Is that better, Miss Mary, so I don't blow my ears out? Great, she said. Okay, good. I think we got our volume set between the two studios here. All right, now, here in the state of Wyoming, I have a story that I put up on the Wake Up Wyoming website. It has to do with coal-fired power plants being shut down across America and how many plants are being built Across the globe, I gave you a story a few, uh, I think it was probably last year at about this time, that the production and use of coal in the world is not decreasing, it's increasing. The world is using more coal than ever before. Even Europe has turned back on some of their coal power plants because wind and solar is not working out. They're still trying to put up wind and solar. They're still talking about going net zero, but they need power, so they had to restart. Germany did. They had to restart some of their coal plants. Worldwide, the planet's using more coal than ever, not less. 
yet here in America, we're still shutting down coal plants and with plans to shut down even more. Well, the headline that I have in my story, Wyoming is shutting down coal plants while China builds hundreds more. You've heard me in the past talk about a guy named Alex Epstein. Epstein, he wrote a book called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. All right, so he talks about why coal, gas, and oil is good for humanity and good for the planet, and he makes a brilliant case for it in his book. He testifies in front of Congress from time to time. Of course, the Democrats never listen to him. And the press never reports anything that he has to say despite the evidence. Well, I have him here in congressional testimony where he makes, I think, a great point. If wind and solar could actually replace organic fuels like coal, gas, and oil, well, China would have 300 planned new coal plants, 300 new coal plants, power plants, that they're intending to build in China within the next 40 years compared to how many left in the United States by then? Here in the United States, the Biden administration and environmentalists want to go net zero, as they say. Which, of course, we've talked about it being an impossibility to go net zero, but they want to go net zero, they say. Well, okay. um, Net zero. Unachievable. At the same time that China is building or plans to build 300 new coal plants. So by 2050, we are supposed to be net zero in the United States just on wind and solar energy. While China builds 300 new plants. Now, I think here in the United States, how many plants do we currently have running? What is it, around 40 or something? I, I have to look up how, how many exactly do we have running here in the United States. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have the exact number in front of me. But nowhere near 300. Nowhere near where China's currently running. India's building more plants than ever before. China, because they've had a problem with nuclear power plants, especially after Fukushima. China, of course, that planet's filled with volcanoes and fault lines. Not a good place to build nuclear power plants. So China is even, I'm sorry, I keep saying China, Japan. Japan, filled with fault lines of volcanoes. Even they are bringing some coal power plants back online. Meanwhile, the United States is shutting down these plants. So, there should be a reassessment here. And carbon sequestration, like Wyoming is experimenting with through our current governor, is something that's not going to work. Not only is it not necessary, you've heard me talk about CO2 as not a pollutant and necessary for life on this planet and not causing climate change. We've been through all of that. But the idea of sequestering it, pumping it into the ground, is not going to appease environmentalists. Environmentalists want to keep it all in the ground no matter what. They think it's just filthy and we should never use it. Meantime, China... Japan, India, to name a few, there's others, are building more coal power plants than ever before. And, you know, we have here in Wyoming and Montana some of the best quality coal on the planet. They would love to use what we have. They would love to buy it from us. We could sell it to them. But we'd have to get around places like Washington State and Oregon, we're blocking our ports, so. All right, 
Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Either way, it's fine by me. Right after local news, Don Day comes up with your weather forecast. It's going to be just a gorgeous weekend. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. 6.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Volume check, Miss Mary. Am I doing okay? So, all right. ID John Granite Canyon. Morning, Glenn. Those protesters are lucky they didn't meet Sister Ann Patrick. She wielded a pointer like a samurai sword. See, that's what I'm talking about. For those who missed the story, first thing, first right out of the box this morning, I had to tell everybody a story about a bunch of environmentalist protesters trying to stop some construction work by some nuns. This is over in Europe. And the nuns didn't just form a human chain to stop the environmental protesters. They went after them and violence ensued. So the nuns won that one. And I'm watching video this morning of nuns bum tackling environmental protesters i mean really real real hipster looking guys with the man buns and all of that being tackled by nuns <clears throat> literally in the mud and they just didn't expect the mun- the nuns to get violent what do you do when a nun gets violent on you that's frightening well earlier this morning i and i talked about this before i wonder if i should feel guilty about this all right let's go back a few months actually a montage video was put together from different places around mostly europe but other places around the world, and some in America, where environmental protesters decided to sit in a road, set up roadblocks. Well, here's the rule on protesting. You want to protest? You're in a free country. You can protest. What you're not allowed to do is block other people. Other people are allowed to continue to travel and get to where they need to go. So protest all you want, but don't be a jerk about it, is basically what the law says. So when protesters started sitting in the road, blocking traffic, laws were written. Depends on where you are. But in most places around the globe, even here in America, the law says you can keep on driving. You're not allowed to floor it. Don't get too excited. You cannot stomp on the gas pedal and plow through. But you don't have to stop. And so a couple of months ago, I'm watching a video, and I'm just so happy. I mean, I'm smiling. I'm just gleeful, and I'm wondering if I should feel guilty, but I decided not to. Because here's all of these protesters setting up road human roadblocks and drivers just slowly driving through. And the protesters are trying to lay in front of the car. Drivers don't care. They're hanging on to the car. Some even climb on top of the cars. Drivers don't care. Drivers just keep going. Protesters are yelling and screaming and pounding on windows. Drivers don't care. Eventually, the protesters let go and fall off as the car continues on down the road. So this morning, I'm watching a bunch of environmental protesters in Europe, and there's a tour bus. And environmentalists decide to 
block this road. Here comes the tour bus. Again, the tour bus does what is legal. They don't. He the bus driver doesn't plow through. He just, at a nice slow pace, just keeps driving. Now, some of the protesters, looking at the bus driver, lay down, setting themselves up like, I'm going to lay right in front of your tire. Bus driver doesn't stop. This is the game of chicken at this point, and the bus driver is going to win this one. And all these protesters are pushing like crazy against the bus. Of course, the bus is going to win. And people inside the bus are cheering the bus driver on as he just pushes through the crowd. The protesters, you should, oh man, you want to talk about meltdown. Oh, these protesters are in total meltdown mode. They can't believe this guy's not stopping for them as he just casually drives through. Yes, he drove over a few of them. Most of them just hung on and were dragged along as he just pushed through nice and slow. Folks, there's a way to get your message out if you have a message. One of the things you don't do is get everybody mad at you. Like those protesters at Burning Man this year who set up a roadblock, traffic backed up for miles. People who would normally agree with the environmental protesters, mad as hell because they can't get up the road to Burning Man because of environmental protesters. In that case, the protesters lost support, did not gain it. When the local police showed up, which, by the way, were tribal police, Telling the protesters, get off my land. Imagine that. Tribal police telling the protesters, the environmentalists, get off our land. What do you do with that? And you've probably seen the video. The tribal police just plow. They didn't slow down. They plowed through the barricade and started arresting people. And the crowd, the line of cars that went back about three miles, people were cheering. If you want to destroy your cause... Do what those environmentalists are doing. Get everybody mad at you. Cause an inconvenience. Make demands. Yell, scream, cuss. Just like those protesters who were throwing cans of soup, splashing famous old paintings and so on, gluing themselves to walls. You're not winning support by doing that. 6.42 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino about sports. Uh, Frank, I am about to totally one hundred percent make Miss Mary's weekend with this story. Oh, we were just talking about haunted houses. So if you oh. if you if you're on that boulevard, then yeah. we're, we're looking for suggestions. Oh, there are okay. Uh, they actually do a tour in Cheyenne. You can get on the trolley. And they go around taking you from one place to the next. Oh, that'd be cool. And, I've seen those before in other cities, yes. too. Yeah. And, and sometimes we have uh, actors that will stand out in front of the house in costume to portray the dead person that's in the house. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so here's the story. So I go to Little America, like we always yep, do yep, when yep, we're yep, in yep, town, yep, right? Check yep, in. Yep, yep. When I approach the counter, Vlad, I'll just tell you, Frank, this beautiful young lady behind the counter. I mean, just gorgeous and charming, which adds to it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I'm just admiring what an attractive young lady. And as I tell her my information, she looks up from the screen and smiles and says, Mr. Woods, I grew up listening to you. 
Oh, then now you're old. Now I'm old. At this point, I suddenly realize I have officially reached old, Frank. You know, she you, you know how up. You, you know how I re reached old? Yeah. I've had parents of oh. high school kids say, you interviewed me. Now you're going to interview my kid. Oh, my God, Frank. <laughs> I remember one time walking with my sister. We're in Lake Wales, Florida, beautiful little town she lives in. And we're walking around the lake together, which has this gorgeous walkway that goes around the town's lake. Right? And these young kids that are in, like, freshman high school age are walking the other direction. And they're waving at my sister. Hello, Mrs. Hagen. Mrs. Hagen. Oh, yeah. Well, I babysat for them. <laughs> But many moons ago. Many moons ago. And I started thinking, oh, my Lord, my sister's getting old. But then again, she's only a little bit older than me. But I, th the fact that here I am admiring just, again, a gorgeous young lady. And to find out she grew up listening to me, you can imagine also what that Okay, now I'm going to have to go looking at a whole different group of people when I want to look at attractive women. Because it, it, it's actually disturbing. I'm looking at a kid. It, it's disturbing. It is, yeah. yeah it's, it really, go with sports. All right, this is the last week of the regular season for high school football in Wyoming. In 4A, Natrona will be at Thunder Basin. Natrona is in the playoffs. If they win tonight, they'll be the number three seed in the 4A playoffs. They could drop to number five if they lose, and then Campbell County beats Sheridan tonight. Cheyenne Central will be at Rock Springs. The winner will be the number six seed. The loser will be the number seven seed in the 4A playoffs. Cheyenne East will be at Kelly Walsh tonight. East is already the second seed, and Kelly Walsh is the eighth seed. And then Laramie will take on Cheyenne South tonight. Both teams are winless, and both teams will not be in the playoffs. In 2A, Upton Sundance will be at Glenrock, and Glenrock will not qualify for the playoffs, and neither will Burns, and they will be on the road at Bighorn. In 1A, nine-man, Pine Bluffs with a big game at Southeast this afternoon. In 1A, six-man, Casper Christian will take on Hewlett. Casper Christian will not make the playoffs, and Campbell will be at Midwest. Midwest will not make the playoffs. On Saturday, Farson Eden will be at KC, and KC will make the playoffs. Now, coming up tomorrow in Cheyenne is the state championships for high school cross country. Six races total. That'll be at the Cheyenne Country Club. It will all start at with a 10.30 with a 3A boys race, and then at 2A, the 2A boys at 11, the 4A boys at 11.30, 3A girls at noon, 2A girls at 12.30, and 4A girls at 1 p.m. The high school swimming, the regionals will begin today around the state in 4A and 3A. Uh, 4A East will be in Gillette, the 4A West over in Laramie, the 3A East in Cody, and the 3A West in Green River. And then that state girls swimming will be in Gillette the first week of November. In high school volleyball from last night, Laramie over Cheyenne Central, three games to none. Thunder Basin beat Natrona, three games to none. And Cheyenne East over Cheyenne South, three games to none. Today in high school volleyball, Cheyenne East will be at Laramie and Kelly Walsh will travel over to Rock Springs. In college volleyball from last night, the Wyoming Cowgirls beat Nevada in three straight, so they are now 4-5 and five in Mountain West play, 15-5 and five overall. They'll be at Fresno State on Saturday. In the Major League Baseball playoffs, Arizona with a run in the bottom of the ninth to beat Philadelphia 2-1. to one. The Phillies still lead that National League Championship Series two games to one. And Houston pounded Texas 10-3, to three, so the American League Championship Series is tied at two games apiece, and that's it in sports. 
Okay, so now we're going to have to start gearing up now for for the official playoffs here. For yes, for the official playoffs. So into the big games. Right? Th- th- this is what what I, I find nice. You know, the weather's supposed to be decent this weekend here yeah. in Wyoming. You know, so yeah. all those high school games. You know, it'll be a typical fall evening. Tomorrow we'll have state cross country in Cheyenne. It's supposed to be like seventy degrees down there. All those runners oh, will be going. Nice. Ooh, yeah. maybe it's a little bit too hot. You know, but not not for people like me who got to yeah. be out there for six hours or five hours and like. So, right, you know what? Right, Enjoy yeah. it this weekend and get out oh, and yeah. do something. Watch your high school oh, and your and some, your kids yeah. do something. And behave Absolutely. yourself. And make sure whatever it is, you, if it's an indoor sports, take it outside. Yeah. It includes <laughs> pretty, volleyball. Yeah, pretty Let's much. Let's have some yeah. beach volleyball in Wyoming. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, in. Totally. Right. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Frank. Coming up... Yeah, <laughs> coming up, I grew up on beach volleyball, you know. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of, so we're going to get into that and then national news, local news update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Thanks for joining me. It is open phones all the way since it is a Friday. I do have one guest at 806. Other than that, it's just you and me. And I'm doing a lot of house cleaning. There's many topics that you've heard over and over again on other news sources out there. I'm trying to get away from that and get into things that you haven't heard yet. So I'm doing some house cleaning. I'll be jumping from topic to topic. And you can do the same thing. doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Jump in if you want. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Or do what quite a few other people do. The Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store, so you can go ahead and download that. And then when it opens up, you'll see the chat option on the toolbar, which runs across the middle. Hit chat. Send me a text message, and I answer back to people on and off the air during the course of the entire show. All right, and some other offbeat topics. The singer we've all admired, because she's been actually just extraordinary for such a long time, Cher. Yeah, as in, I still remember Sonny and Cher, but Cher. The singer known as Cher says she will leave the United States if Trump gets elected. Ah, here we go again. She did this last time. I have available a commercial that I pulled up a while ago. It's a false commercial, which is, in fact, Miss Mary, if you go into the file on the bottom left that says cuts and open that up, and you should see in there 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB or like it's 800-something. If that is in there, let me know, because I was going to go ahead and play that Thursday, but didn't get around to it on the program. And that, so we can go ahead and play that now. But that's something that I created during our last, not the last presidential election, but the one before that, when Trump was elected president. Because so many people were saying, if Trump is elected president, I'm leaving. And they didn't 
And before that, the election before that, so many of them, so many celebrities, I'm leaving the country of some, and they didn't. So my thought was to offer them a moving service. If the problem was they didn't want to pack everything up out of their big mansion and move out of the country, we would help for free. That's why I created the 800 move lib thing. I have it pulled up when you are ready. You go right ahead and fire that away, Miss Mary. Brawl, who actually said out loud that you would leave the country if a Republican was elected president. I'm serving my uh, ticket to get out of here if he went, only because he probably had me deported anyway. If any Republican gets nominated, I'm going to move to Canada with my entire family. Uh, I'm sure you meant elected, not nominated. And, and you're sure Canada really wants you? Now, I know some of you are saying that you'll move to Canada. Please don't. Well, let it never be said that conservatives are not compassionate. Because now, a free service brought to you by Taxing the American People will help you move today with Move-A-Lib. With Move-A-Lib, we will arrive at your door the moment that the election is settled. Our fleet of Move-A-Lib professionals are anxious to get your sorry butts out of here immediately. Need more than one truck? Oh, for God's sakes, we'll take care of that for you. No problem. Can't afford a plane ticket? We'll put you on a boat. Just name a country and we'll provide all the documentation to send you there as quickly as possible. Once you leave, you're not welcome back. And please don't let the screen door hit you on the way out. Call today, 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB. That's 1-800-MOVE-A-LIB. Reserve your moving van before November. Okay, see, so this is a couple of elections ago I made that one up. And the audio that you heard, actual libs, celebrities, and so on. I'm, just, I'm moving out of the country. So let me go read that again. Left-wing pop star Cher. Says she will leave the United States if former President Donald Trump is reelected, claiming that she almost got an ulcer when Trump was elected in 2016. Well, back in 2016, she said she was she was going to move. She said she would. She never did. Cher had supported President Joe Biden, no shocker, during the 2020 election, and even recorded a reworked song titled "Happiness Is Just a Thing Called Joe." Oh my God! I shouldn't have read that. No, I read the title of that song, and some people who were eating breakfast just threw up their Cheerios. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Uh, the pop star, no stranger to airing her grievances. That's fine. She's allowed. Last year, she reacted to the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. In all caps, Twitter saying Trump's a radical Republican Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. Well, again, she's entitled to her opinion. Absolutely. I, I just get a laugh out of, I'm just going to move out of the country. That's it. Well, how come you never have? I've never understood why you didn't. Meantime, MSNBC, Rachel Maddow. Now, I know I love picking on Rachel Maddow, but I will give her credit for this. As a as broadcasters go, she is probably the most popular liberal broadcaster that's out there. Love her or hate her. She has always carried huge ratings, in fact, often carries MSNBC, preventing them from going completely bankrupt and dark. So love her or hate her show, she's got a huge following. She said, if Trump is back in the White House, we won't have another election. So here comes the fear-mongering already. Well, that's it. He'll become a dictator. That's it. It's over. It's over. Now, to be fair to Rachel Maddow, which is difficult to do because she's not very fair with anybody else. But, okay, to be fair to her, 
Back when Obama was running for office, when Hillary was running for office, there were conservatives that were saying the same thing. They wind up in office. This is going to become a dictatorship. We're never going to have elections again. Uh, here's the liberals doing the same thing. All right, so Rachel Maddow, Wednesday, ABC's The View. If you listen to what Trump is saying, if you don't sort of regard him as a spectacle, but listen to what he's saying, he's basically portraying the future of America. If he's put back in the White House, in which we don't have another, in which we don't have another election after that, she said, because the elections are all rigged. Oh, my Lord. She thinks they're all rigged. The Democrats... The Democrat process can't be trusted, she said. He thinks that Congress should just work for him. All right. Well, get, this is typical of what you hear on, on programs like The View as well. Now, to be fair to these people, and, and I intend to be, okay, I'll, I'll be fair to them. When I read stuff like this from the ultra left and I kind of roll my eyes and go, oh, God, come on. I also read the same things from the hardcore right at the same time as so-and-so is elected. That's it. Democracy is over. The elections are rigged, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Same kind of thing. And this is exactly the kind of rhetoric that we don't need. I mean, honestly, that, that we don't. But I also don't often believe what these people are saying anyway. I, I seriously don't believe them because they don't back up their words. So as Cher and other celebrities have said many times over, if, if so-and-so is elected, I'm leaving the country, has never come true. I have yet to see, correct me if I'm wrong, I have yet to see any of them ever pack up and leave the country. Have, have you? I don't recall them ever doing that. If they were to back up their words, these are the same people that I don't believe when it comes to what they say about, for example, climate change. Because when you look at the lifestyle they live compared to what they say, absolute hypocrisy. Also, when it comes to topics like income inequality, well, these are some of the richest people you've ever seen in your lifetime. I mean, they're massively wealthy. Well, if they really believe what they say, you would think that they would live that way and get rid of their wealth and redistribute it. Like, you know, much like watching Bernie Sanders. Well, gee, Bernie, if you really believe what you're saying, if he really did, wouldn't Bernie then uh, go ahead and sell everything he has? And not just for climate change, for the sake of climate change, but to redistribute his wealth. Now, instead, he's gotten rich off of capitalism and he lives large with a massive carbon footprint. So why? And then when they say they're going to leave the country because so-and-so just got elected, so I'm leaving. They don't do that either. So it's rhetoric that we don't need but also from people who you can't believe anything they ever say. 7.16's the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Time is Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, phones are open if you want to jump in. 888-97-WOODS is the number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I've said oftentimes when it comes to products that we buy, different businesses, corporations, whatever the line of work might be, do not get involved in politics and social issues is my advice to these businesses. Now, of course, it is your business. You can do what you want with it. You own it. Do what you want. 
But if you want your business to thrive, just do what you do. Don't get involved in all sorts of issues because the popularity of different issues constantly changes and you can always lose a good chunk of your business because you decided to go flow with the wind, say what you thought was popular at the time. Big mistake. It often is just a, a huge mistake. One of the recent examples is Bud Light. Well, they decided to go with a trans activist and popular uh, you know, TikTok star in order to try to reach a certain crowd and they were virtue signaling with this. You saw what happened to Bud Light. My answer is Bud, just sell beer. Don't get involved in any issue. Whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if the issue is left or right. It doesn't, or any other point of view, doesn't matter. Just sell beer. That's all you need to be doing. Sell beer. They didn't do that, and so Bud Light is crashing. I have many other products have as well. Even Ben and Jerry's, as big as they are, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, last Fourth of July. We need to return all land to indigenous peoples. Yet, hypocrites that they are, they refuse to sell their land, which their company sits on. Well, one of the first places that should go, if they believe that, their factory, the Ben and Jerry's factory, sits on land taken from indigenous people. So uh, give it back to them. They won't do that, of course. Here's the latest. Victoria's Secret. Now, again, now. Victoria's Secret started as, this is before the internet, a guy had a great idea for selling lingerie. There's a lot of women who, at the time, when he started Victoria's Secret, these were stay-at-home moms. Some women had jobs, a few women had careers, but most women got married and stayed at home and were moms and took care of the household. And so he provided the uh, the inventor of Victoria's Secret provided catalogs of really sexy lingerie. And a lot of it was stuff, uh, sure, th these women could wear it in front of their husbands, but also a lot of the stuff they could wear underneath, out in public, and nobody would know. And that was the idea of Victoria's Secret. Go ahead, wear sexy things. Nobody's going to know. It's under your clothes. And they would get it in these catalogs that would arrive in the mail, and the way the catalogs arrived Nobody would know that the wife at home is getting a Victoria's Secret catalog. If the husband finds out the wife is getting Victoria's Secret catalogs, he would end up browsing those catalogs more than she would. So husbands were all about it. And it became a huge company. In fact, for a while, there were even in most malls around the country Victoria's Secret stores. I mean, it became a huge success. Great business model for that time. And, of course, we all got used to watching on television. They would have the Victoria's Secret fashion shows. That became a big thing. Really top, top name models would walk the runway in the latest Victoria's Secret fashions. And then Victoria's Secret decided to get into politically political correctness, wokeism, stuff like that. And as soon as they did, and, in fact, even who walked the runway wearing their stuff changed as well. And as they started to pick up various causes and taking sides on various issues, the popularity of Victoria's Secrets began to wane. So now the headline here, Victoria's Secret ditches prioritizing wokeness over sexiness as sales drop. And including that, including that Victoria's Secret also went for not just 
politically correct issues. But also, they didn't have much in the way of the really attractive supermodels walking down the runway wearing their outfits. Because, you know, I mean, that's, that's just defensive. How dare you do that? Why that's exploiting women and all that, you know. And so it just destroyed the popularity of what Victoria's Secret was. Story says since the decades, uh, oh, sorry, since the brand decided to move away from hyper-sexualized images, uh, really their popularity has just crashed. As such, it looked, they looked to revamp. They decided, Victoria's Secrets, we're going to change your mind about what sexy is. Well, it didn't work. They were not able to change anyone's mind about what sexy looked like. And so because of that, and because of all of the uh, people they were trying to listen to, especially on the, the left side of what Victoria's Secret was supposed to display. You've got to represent these people and that point of view and, you know, this body type. And it just didn't work out. According to the numbers, the lingerie brand revenue lost about $6.2 billion, which is it, – it, and that's just within a year. Okay, so the brand's revenue as of 2020 even lost about 7.5 billion over what they usually make. This is a massive company here. So the more they tried to portray themselves in ways that were acceptable to activists, not customers, the worse the business got. Now, at the moment, I'm talking about Victoria's Secret. What I have coming up next is the auto industry. Uh, that's another group that's trying to do what they're told because, well, you know, save the planet, all that kind of stuff, activism. And they have to use words in their commercials like green and sustainable and all of the all the buzzwords. And because of this, the cost of owning a car has gone through the roof. And the reliability of these vehicles compared to what they – because for the longest time, automakers – we're creating just the best automobiles the world has ever seen. That idea that older automobiles, well, you know, they don't build them like they used to. No, Detroit was building them better by far than they used to. Newer cars were apt, have just been absolutely incredible in what they're able to do and how they're, how efficient they are and how safe they are. Better than ever before. Until we get into this idea that we have to please all of the activists rather than well, selling a good quality product that people actually want. Now, I wonder, did Anheuser-Busch figure this out yet? Just sell beer. Make the best beer and sell it at the best price. That's it. Don't get involved in anything. Victoria's Secret, just make the really enjoyable lingerie and other such clothing that women love. And forget what the activists say. Do what your customers want and don't get involved in any calls. Automakers, same thing. Give those customers what they want, best quality, best price. And screw the activists and you'll stay in business. Coming up on 730 Local News, coming away right after Local News. Update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Let's wake up Wyoming.
If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's I said that all wrong. Let's wake up Wyoming 736 at time. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number. Side note here in the state of Wyoming, uh, Senator Barrasso and Lummis tell the BLM to back off a controversial Rock Springs land grab, as they call it there. So they sent them a letter. Calling on the BLM preferred Rock Springs resource management plan outrageous land grab. The two senators just want the agency to kill it. You know what I think about the rulemaking process. We've talked about this before. I hate the whole idea of rulemaking rather than lawmaking. We should never be into rulemaking over lawmaking. And at this point, rules that are written by the bureaucracy become laws. So here we have just a bureaucracy deciding just by writing law in their office anytime they want. And it, there is talk about them having a discussion with people, having a comment session. Public comment should always be a part of this, of course. But in, off, in most cases, the public comment doesn't mean a whole lot. You know that because they've already made up their mind before they got into the comment period. It's just a way to appease, if they can, people by saying, well, we, we heard what you had to say. So the Wyoming Republicans, along with Utah's Senate delegation, and uh, it talks about who's all involved in all of this, uh, decided to send that letter. In a Wednesday press release, the senators called the plan misguided, a land grab. Okay, And here we have all of this land. I mean, a lot of land that's out there uh, across mostly southern Wyoming, mostly, that has all sorts of natural resources that we can use. Of course, that's part of it. But then also recreational as well for you hunters, for you people like to just get out there in the desert as well and have yourselves a good time. Massive amounts of land available to the people of Wyoming, and here we can't get to it. Or we wouldn't be able to if they went ahead and and did this. And the idea that, well, they're doing it to preserve, well, there's nothing. If you've been out there, there's nothing to preserve. It's mostly rocky, sandy desert. It looks like Mars. A few years ago, this was a very clever post, a really clever post. Somebody here that I knew and was working with put up a post putting pictures side by side. Here's some pictures of Mars. Here's some pictures of the Red Desert in Wyoming. Which is which? And they just mix the pictures up. Now, in some cases, you can look at it and go, oh, okay, that's obviously Wyoming. But in some cases, it was hard to tell. That's the kind of area that we're talking about. So now. Preserve it, protect it. I'm fine. It is a beautiful area. It can be very delicate in places. Absolutely. But the idea that, well, that means we can't touch it. No, we should be able to get out there and use it as much as we want, but there is a way to use things responsibly. And there was a time we as human beings were not all that responsible with the way we use things, but that changed a long time ago. So it's time to step aside and let people of Wyoming use their own land. And I've been part of that discussion as to who should control the land, the federal government of Wyoming. I'm one of those who says give it to Wyoming. It was it, There was an agreement when the state was formed that eventually that land would be ours anyway. Well, it's about time. That's something I would like to see worked on as well. I would much rather have Wyoming in charge of it, especially because, well, the people who would be in charge of it would be here in your own state. 
not thousands of miles away with no care for you whatsoever. All right. Now, and I, I've heard a lot about that discussion. Would Wyoming manage it better? I think we would. We live here. We'll take care of it better than someone who's thousands of miles away and doesn't even know us. has never been to Wyoming. All right. Greg and Cheyenne. Sends me this off the Wake Up Wyoming app using the chat option. Years ago, my wife was pregnant. She wandered into Victoria's Secret, whereupon asked the staff if they had a maternity line. They replied with no. To which I responded with, who wants to feel sexy and desirable more than a pregnant woman? They looked at me like I was nuts. That was the end of me shopping there. Yeah, okay. No, I, I completely understand that. Women like to feel desirable, sexy, of course. And that's one thing that Victoria's Secret did provide for them. And now, if they didn't have a maternity line at the time, they might have wanted to maybe look into something like that. But my whole point with that last little rant that I did is, hey, Victoria's Secret, do not try to appease all of these special interests. They're just going to lead you down a road that's going to, well, it's going to wind up with bankruptcy. Know your customer and provide for them what they desire at a reasonable price, good quality stuff, and you'll make a fortune, which they have. Don't stray from that. 7.42 is the time. Let's get Don Day on the line. Let's wake up Wyoming. One man has emerged to save Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, uh, Don, I was checking in to see if there's any way you could possibly make this weekend any nicer. And my answer is no. Did he make it there, Don? Okay. Maybe we didn't get a chance to connect with Don Day from Dayweather. So, okay. Uh, wait, wait. I hear something in the background. Are you there, Don? I'm here. Okay, there you are. I was looking into how to make this weekend any possibly any nicer, and I came up with the answer of no. Yeah, it's going to be hard. When you look at the calendar yeah. and see what's coming this weekend, uh, it's going to be really, really nice. Mm. Okay, so defining nice here, it doesn't seem breezy at all. We got temperatures in the upper 60s to lower 70s. I didn't see any clouds out there either. Well, there'll be some. We'll have a few okay. high mid-level clouds. But uh, the satellite imagery shows very few clouds over across most of the western United States. So another weekend of a lot of blue sky and uh, no rain or snow clouds bearing down on us through Sunday. Are you trying to spoil us for some reason? Well, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. what? Why? I learned this a long time ago. No yeah. matter what, someone's un no unhappy what, yeah. about the weather. Okay. Well, I'm not unhappy about it. I just get suspicious after a while. This has been going on for such a long time. How many more days of this? Uh, at least through Monday, I think we'll be able oh, to put together. Okay. After after Monday, things begin to change. As we have been discussing this week, a yeah. lot of question marks. Stay tuned. I, I'm hoping on Monday to have a lot more clarity. But but we will see this nice weather end. I mean, the, the days... Yeah. The days are numbered. Is this whether or not it's going to be a big change or a little change that's coming? Okay. And that's the part of it that I've been watching when I watch your uh, podcast with Cowboy State Daily that you're questioning there. Because all of the elements are arriving on scene. It's like it looks like you're looking at a jigsaw puzzle. There's all the pieces. What are you going to get when you put it together? 
that and that's a good analogy because what we have is a puzzle that looks potentially quite cold and winter-like in parts of the northern and central Rockies in about a week from now. But if the jigsaw puzzle's got a few missing pieces, well, that may mm-hmm. not come together. So that's that's why we're being a bit cautious and treading lightly on on this change that's coming. Okay, okay, but so far so good anyway. But does it look like? I mean, it, it doesn't look like anything severe, no matter what. It just looks no, like no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to say that. Okay, because, don't want to use that word. Because okay. the because there is a lot of really cold air that's going to be available in Northwest Canada, and if it does yeah. make a move more south, then then we're talking about something that's going to be impactful. So I don't want to quite uh, send that message out yet. All right. Hey, Don, have a great weekend. You too. All right. Let's head over to Frank Gambino to talk about sports. Uh, Frank, I came across, and I love doing stuff like this, I came across a very old picture of a, a delightful young couple from back, it looks like, in the 19, early 1950s. And they're at a vending machine that serves booze. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess that's the way they used to do lunch. Uh, sure. Okay. Now let's take a look at some old vending machines. I know there used to be... What was that? An automat? A place you would go basically to drop money into a coin slot and open up a door and pull out the sandwich or the piece of pie. Right, yeah. I remember vending machines that served bottles of, of pop. Yes. Okay. Bottles. Bottles yeah. of pop. There were booze vending machines. Mm-hmm. A younger generation will not remember cigarette vending machines. They, they were everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to pull the, the thing out yeah. and then and go back in. You okay. Know. Maybe if you shook it a couple of times, you might get two packs. You know? Sure. Now, I have seen vending machines that, that people have tried. They didn't really work that well. There was one that would make pizza for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I don't remember that one. Wow. Yeah, no, that didn't last very long. A hot slice of pizza would come popping out of there. That that no, that didn't really go over well. There are today in today's world automobile vending machines. I got I, someone sent me a picture from down in Denver because there's that uh, was it Carvana? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, where they have the the cars that are stacked up there. Yeah, and it's a big glass building yeah. that looks and it's supposed to be a car vending machine. And they thought, oh, that's just the commercial. No, it exists. Oh, it's there. Yeah, you can. Go I, I don't know it. how they got the cars to the top one, yeah. and I don't even know how they're going to get them down. Uh, well, it's just a big car elevator. Oh, so you want you go ahead and say, I want to buy that car, and it loads it up and brings it down this elevator, and you drive it off. It's not a fake thing. That's got to be the most awesome vending <laughs> machine I have ever seen. Now, in South Korea. They're really big on vending machines, and that comes down to let your imagination run wild with what can't you get from a vending machine. I, I can have a, I have a few guesses of what yeah. they might have in those vending machines. Uh, well, some of them are things we can't say on the air. Oh, other I'm, stuff, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, other stuff, though, is just kind of fun as to what you want. And we even have stuffed animal vending machines. Yeah, We've yeah. seen those, too. You know, so if you want stuffed animals. There was a time, music vending machines. It used to be for a while when digital movies were coming out. Now you can just download it, yeah. you know, online. But you were at an airport. You want to watch a movie on your flight? Well, okay, go ahead and buy a movie from a vending machine. You can put it into uh, your laptop and go on a flight. 
Hmm, I wonder if they sell cigars in the vending machine. There, I would look it up. I bet there are. Go with sports. All right, high school football statewide today and a little bit tonight and a little bit tomorrow. Most of the teams uh, that, are, that, that know if they're going to make the playoffs or not, they're already in. Now they're playing for seeds in the upcoming postseason, which will start next week. In Class 4A, Natrona will be at Thunder Base, and if Natrona wins this game, they will be the number three seed in the 4A playoffs. They could fall to number five if Campbell County beats Sheridan tonight. Also, Cheyenne Central will be at Rock Springs. The winner will be the number six seed. The loser, the number seven seed. Cheyenne East and Casper tonight to visit Kelly Walsh. East is the number two seed no matter what. Kelly Walsh is the eighth seed no matter what. And Laramie and Cheyenne South will play later on tonight. Both of those teams will not make the playoffs. Uh, both teams are going into that game winless. In 2A, Upton Sundance will be at Glenrock tonight. Glenrock will not qualify for the postseason and neither will Burns. Burns will finish the regular season at Bighorn. And 1A, Nyman, Pine Bluffs and Southeast will hook up at 1 this afternoon. That's a big game for uh, playoff uh, implications in that division. In 1A6, man, Casper Christian will be at Hewlett, and Casper Christian will not make the playoffs. And Camden will be at Midwest, and Midwest will not make the playoffs. But on Saturday, KC will host Forest and Eden, and KC will make the 1A6 man playoffs. The State High School Cross Country Meet will be tomorrow at the Cheyenne Country Club, and this will start at 10.30 with a 3A boys race. 2A boys at 11 a.m., 4A boys at 11.30, 3A girls at noon, 2A girls at 1230, 4A girls at 1. The state high, the state swimming regionals will be starting tomorrow at four sites. The 4A East will be in Gillette, the 4A West in Laramie, the 3A East in Cody, and the 3A West in Green River. The state high school swim meet will be in Gillette for the girls. Uh, that will be in the first week of November. In high school volleyball from last night, Laramie over Cheyenne Central, three sets to none. The Thunder Basin over Natrona, three sets to none. East over South, three sets to none. Today, East will be at Laramie and Kelly Walsh will be at Rock Springs. Wyoming Calgary volleyball team beat Nevada in college volleyball last night. Three sets to none, so they're four and five in Mountain West play. Fifteen and five overall. They'll be at Fresno State on Saturday. In the Major League Baseball playoffs in the National League Championship Series, Arizona with a run in the bottom of the ninth to be Philadelphia two to one. The Phillies lead that series now two games to one. And Houston pounded Texas ten to three in the American League Championship Series in Game Four. And that series is even at two games apiece. And that's it in sports. So where are you this weekend? Uh, I'm going to be here in Casper today. Then I will be down by you tomorrow. Oh, right down down here. Why? Where are you? Uh, stay cross country. Oh, stay. Okay, so are you staying at a little? No, back? no, no, no. We're gonna. I'm gonna do that as a ba- as a, as, as a there and back. Yeah. Now, if there were any weekend, I mean, it would just be the perfect weekend. Oh, it's this is gonna be nice. Uh, yeah. Play some football over there at UW. This would be it. They I mean, have the week off. No, okay. Well, let them go out and get some sun and yeah, relax yeah. and enjoy. Go see some fo- oh, the fall colors on it. You'll enjoy the drive now. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, stunning. All right, thank you, friend. Hey, coming up on some local business, we have to take care of them. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. You and I have a guest in the first segment, but then it's back to you and me again and open phones. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
7.06 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Hold those calls for just a bit because we're going to talk to Cindy Delancey, president of the Wyoming Business Alliance, who is used to doing programs like this. you got a podcast going, you were telling me. I do, Glenn. Thank you for mentioning that. It's called Business from the Basement, and we record it uh, at Ryman Corp. And really the name of our podcast started because um, 98% of business done in Wyoming is done by small business. Yeah. And most small businesses get their start right in the basement and then go uh, from there. Work their way up. Good yep. way to do that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. First off, for those people who don't know, what does the Business Alliance do? The, business, the Wyoming Business Alliance is Wyoming's premier uh uh, private sector trade organization for all the businesses in Wyoming. You know, our membership spans the large companies, the small companies, the extraction industry, the agricultural industry, hospitality, tourism, you name it. And uh, chances are uh, the business that you're talking to is a member of the Wyoming Business Alliance. Okay. Now, how do those people become a member of the Business Alliance if they're not already? Well, we are always looking for new members to make sure that our voice is broad and diverse. And uh, you can get more information about how to join the Business Alliance at our website, which is www.wyomingbusinessalliance.com. We're always looking for new members. Okay. So you're bringing the governor into all of this now? Uh, the governor has been... Uh, uh, part of the Governor's Business Forum for many years. Uh, this tradition started with Governor Matt Mead and has carried on with Governor uh, Mark Gordon. And it's really a lovely time for uh, the business community as well as other policymakers, elected officials, legislators to come together and really kind of have that opportunity to exchange ideas, talk about climate in the business community and how we can work together in keeping Wyoming's economy strong and competitive in, a, in, a, in some very uncertain times. Okay, so we got a forum coming up then? We do. This will be the 40th year of the uh, business forum hosted by the Wyoming Business Alliance. So uh, 40 years of, of any event, Wyoming has enormous staying power. So we're super excited to be celebrating our 40th birthday of the forum. Uh, this will be the second year that we're over at the UW Gateway Center in Laramie, uh, collaborating with President Ed Seidel and his team, you know, bringing the, the folks from academia into the conversation as well and trying to tap into our Wyoming talent to make sure that uh, we're all working together on solving some of the problems okay. of modern da- times. So if somebody wants to attend a forum, what does the format look like? What, what do they see when they get there? Oh, gosh. We have receptions, speakers, panels, dinners. Um, it's it's just uh, about two, two, day, two full days of uh, networking and learning and information sharing. So uh, it's it's just there's a little something for every everyone is how we try to build the agenda to be. Okay. Now, with two full days, of course, not everybody's going to have a chance if they're running into business to go to all of that. So I guess they can sort of cherry pick what they want to go to. They can, Glenn. Yeah. Like, as I said, you know, we, we have, a, we start with an opening reception and then we have, um, a free portion of our program. Um, the Wyoming Business Alliance is not okay mm. with, um, Wyoming holding, hovering around that number one spot related to suicide. Right. And so we are consistently and continually trying to, advance a conversation around mental wellness and this year we're talking uh, about mental wellness in the workplace so monday afternoon uh, november 13th we'll start with a free hosted lunch and then we'll have uh, some free seminars uh, starting at one o'clock and then wrapping up probably around four o'clock with the uh, broadcasting of the PBS documentary, A State of Mind, that really talks about, you know, the efforts that are being done and people touched by suicide in Wyoming and 
our goal with these discussions on how to build a culture of care in your organization is really kind of our way of taking care of our people. Because in, in Wyoming, you know, in the business community, our people are our most important asset. We don't have businesses without our team members and trying to keep them, you know, in a place that they're feeling good mentally. I mean, we spend the most of our time at our job and our work. And so advancing a conversation and sharing information on how we can be at our best for our employees and workers is really important to us. So we'll be starting there. Then we go into a welcome reception and then the governor will give uh, an address the following day, kick things off. Lots of speakers, panels will receive an update uh, from the First Lady about the Wyoming Hunger Initiative, that she's just done an amazing job trying again to kind of combat the challenge of food insecurity for many in Wyoming. Then that evening, we uh, have a Hall of Fame banquet. We'll be inducting two exceptional business leaders into uh, the Wyoming Business Hall of Fame. Jim Mathis and Dick Scarlett are our honorees this year, and uh, we'll also be um, awarding the Legislator of the Year Awards to Representative Barry Crago and President Ogden Driscoll. And then the next day, uh, we'll kick things off again and hear from our legislative uh, leaders about the budget and the budget session and some upcoming legislative priorities. Okay, so let's get people to the website once again, because I know this is all going to be listed there. They can look it all of this up and cherry pick. You bet, Glenn. It's uh, www.wyomingbusinessalliance, all one word, dot com. Uh, space is filling up. We've got a couple tickets left. Uh, we've got a government rate. We've you know, got a little something for everybody, as you said. So we hope we'll see you in Laramie. Now let's get people to the podcast. So hey. it's when does it, uh, when you have an episode, when and where does it premiere? Sure. Well, we've had, uh, we've released uh, seven episodes so far. We try to release them about every two weeks. Mm-hmm. We've got a really wonderful array of guests that we've had the opportunity to talk to. Um, the podcast rests on our website as well, www.wyomingbusinessalliance.com. It's also available on uh, Spotify, the Apple Store, um, a variety of sources where you, you know, you could just do your search and we're trying to get it out everywhere, but it's, it's really taken off and people really enjoy hearing, you know, from, from some of our most unique and interested people that interface with the business community. Okay. Now, if I just was a business and, and just wanted to get involved, mm-hmm. again, let's go back to that because I know there's businesses out there listening thinking, well, might be something I want to get involved in. How do they do that? Yeah. You know, give me a call. Um, my number is on the, uh, Website. I'm happy to chat with you about the work that the Business Alliance does. Or um, it's real easy to sign up to be a member. All of our membership materials are just one click away on our website. Again, so mm-hmm. happy to help you. Um, you know, if you don't have a computer, or if you'd rather, you know, if you need some help filling out the forms, we're happy to do it. But you know, we really are a very inclusive group. And uh, again, having that diversity uh, representing all of our business interests in Wyoming is what keeps our our voice strong, and particularly as we're working on public policy for business, trying to maintain, um, you know, our spaces as Wyoming being one of the most business-friendly states in the country. You know, we like it that way, and that's the way we want to keep it. Yeah, well, that's not a bad idea for those, again, business owners out there. I know it's going to be a shock to some people, but sometimes business owners hit bureaucracy. And Wyoming's actually pretty good for that as far as compared to other states. It's actually much easier to do business here than anywhere else. But that's, again, you guys can help them navigate. It is, Glenn. You know, we're so fortunate compared to um, other um, places in the country. And, you know, keeping that climate 
um, forward-looking and modern is really a priority for our leaders. I um, have the honor of serving um, on the regulatory reduction task force that was formed by Governor Gordon um, and the legislature to make sure that, you know, we keep our eye on that we're not over-regulating regulating or that we're, we're having policies and, and rules and regulations in place that make sense for business. So we're taking a look at that on the task force. Um, I um, hold the seat as the voice of business in that discussion and it's something I take extremely seriously and and uh, I'm really excited with the work that the task force is doing under the leadership of Senator Mike Grew and um, Representative uh, Bobby Nicholas from right here in Laramie County. All right. Hey, thanks for coming in this morning. Oh, Appreciate thank you. Your time. Great. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you at the forum. It's Wake Up Wyoming. When you need to get in the loop quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Hey, nine change the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so off to the phones we go, and I hope we made it through. Hey, Dennis, are you still there? That was a long break. You might not have made it. Okay. If you want to try back, 888-97-WOODS, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S, because I can take him, I can take anybody else as well. It's open phones during the course of the entire morning. Some people who are sending me notes by text, Let's say Kevin in Wheatland. Morning, Kevin. Kevin says, so a survey ranks Wyoming as the fourth least safe state. The same survey that says New Jersey is the second most safe state. I'd like to know, because I see stuff like this all the time. Never trust a survey done by WalletHub. They're horrible. I mean, they're no, seriously, WalletHub is just absolutely horrible. As far, I love making fun of Wallet Hub. I do it as, as often as I possibly can. All right. So yeah, if it's a Wallet Hub story, I, Kevin, I would throw that out too, really. But I would like to see the article. Safe based on what? I don't know a safe how. Uh, is it, I, I've even, I just uh, recently heard another one. Let's see. Our man in Cheyenne, Doug, did a story about driving in Wyoming. Safety and driving and Wyoming is, I do understand Wyoming's a bit more dangerous to drive in, especially when it comes to our winter weather, but you're talking per capita and so on. But I've driven in some of these other places like New Jersey. Trust me, I'd rather be driving in Wyoming. So I always have to take a look at their surveys, not just with a grain of salt, but an entire bag of it, like a five pound bag or more, because oftentimes these surveys are just garbage. Terrier gal in Fort Collins. <clears throat> so I was talking with Frank Gambino about vending machines, some of the weirder vending machines out there. When my daughter and son-in-law were hiking the hills of Switzerland a couple of years ago, they came across a vending machine that had cheese on one side and beer on the other. <clears throat> wow. Beer? Or what about wine? I mean, wine and cheese vending machine? Why not? All right. So <clears throat> Greg and Cheyenne. And by the way, I love, look at some of these places here. Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis, Spritz is in Casper, Kevin's in Wheatland, Terrier, Terrier Gal is in Fort Collins, Greg and Cheyenne, Jeff is in Guernsey. I mean, on, on the list go. That's one of the things I love about the connectivity of, of what we're doing here on this program. So Greg, a few years ago, my wife was pregnant. She wandered into Victoria's Secret, whereupon I asked the staff if they had maternity line. They replied to, no, to which I responded, well, even a pregnant woman wants to feel sexy. 
So he quit shopping there. And that had to do with the topic I had going on uh, last hour about how Victoria's Secret's actually going back to their roots because going all woke has cost them a lot of business, which is why I've been saying for any business out there, just do what you do. Forget the political pressure. Forget the pressure from special activist groups. Just forget it. Just do what you do best. Give the customers the best product and best service at the best price. And you'll do fine as a business. When you try to please everybody, and I don't care if it's left or right or libertarian or whatever, you start to screw your business. Here's a great example of that. There's several stories I came across this week that had to do with how electric vehicles are just not selling all that well. And oftentimes when someone does buy an electric vehicle, they end up returning it because, well, many of the promises made are just, well, it's not working out. So the idea that this is the future and everybody's going to be driving one. Well, it, look, there are some good things about electric vehicles, but the marketplace is being forced. And oftentimes you've heard me say that if you want something to be successful, you can't force it upon people through government action. That's an artificial marketplace, and that simply just does not work. Artificial marketplaces don't work. Here's the latest General Motors ain't EV trucking at the moment. That's the headline of this. Story says General Motors is delaying the opening of a large electric pickup truck factory in Michigan. The latest sign that the auto industry's enthusiasm around EV is starting to wane. As sales growth for these models shows. And that's a big part of it. Again, yes, some people have purchased electric vehicles. But the idea that well, we're supposed to have over a million electric vehicles on the road right now, we're nowhere near that. We're not even close to that happening right now. And, and again, when people do buy them, a lot of people end up returning them and going back to the internal combustion engine. It's not working out the way some people wanted it to because you cannot force this on the marketplace. So I'm reading on. General Motors said Tuesday that its Orion assembly plant in suburban Detroit would start to make electric versions of the Chevrolet Silverado and GMC Sierra by the end of 2025. A year later than originally planned, but the way they're going about it right now, that may be pushed back as well, if they do it at all. The story says the slow movement for EV comes even as automakers roll out many new battery-powered models to compete with Tesla. GM, for example, plans to begin selling two electric uh, Chevy SUVs this year. Sales of EVs, yeah, they've gone up some, but then they dropped. So with all of the advertising for it and subsidies that come with it, they went up a bit, but then they dropped. The average price customers are paying for EV also did fall. Customers are – the price between an electric vehicle and an auto, a regular internal combustion engine is getting closer right about now. But what happens when you remove the subsidies from it? Both tax breaks and direct cash incentives, and that's not just to you, the customer – but that's to the manufacturer and the salespeople. If we remove all the subsidies, there's no way you can afford this. The market for electric cars was hot a year or so ago. Companies reporting wait lists for customers wanting to splurge on these models. But now, in September, Ford's supply of electric Mustangs, uh, well, 
They have it's not a backlog of customers. It's not a waiting list of customers anymore. It's vehicles waiting for customers. Ford also pushed back the target of producing about 600,000 EVs on its annual basis and for 2024. Uh, they just, again, they keep pushing it back. Well, I guess we won't be doing that right about now. The price and release date for new versions have not been disclosed, the story says, but new bolts and other such technology for GM batteries and software, that's being pushed back as well. However, the Bolt has trouble. Chevy had to issue recalls for Bolts in recent years. Batteries could just catch fire spontaneously while you're sleeping. Owners were advised to park their vehicles outdoors once the battery was charged. Can you imagine buying an automobile and you're told once your battery is charged, park the vehicle outside just in case it catches fire overnight? Mm, Okay, well... Uh, let's see. So Ford EV trucks F, F-150 Lightning slipped in sales. A uh, bear look at them, uh, there, where well, it talks about the pricing and so on. It's very expensive to try to buy one of these things. And here's a quote. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at figures that our sales for Lightnings have completely tanked. So, all right, and, and then I look at some sales figures for that. Wholesales uh, for F1 uh, for the F-150 Lightning have experienced sharp decline, plummeting about 49% from their peak. At present, there's about 8,000 brand-new Ford Lightnings listed on CarEdge, which waiting for customers to show up. So you would think if all of this was going really well, then we would find a waiting list of people wanting to buy these vehicles and at first that was the case because people were interested in what's going on i might want one of those now there's a bunch of vehicles waiting on customers gm on tuesday said it's delaying its electric pickup truck expansion as well because uh, and remember now these people are going into debt trying to sell this stuff and and manufacture this stuff all the manufacturers are going into debt over this all right we're coming up on 8 30 Got some local news coming your way. Then a nice long segment of open phones, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. 8.36 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, phone number to get involved, which you can jump in at any time and talk about whatever you want to talk about, not just what I'm talking about. 888-97-WOODS is the number. That's 888-97-WOODS. W-O-O-D-S, or do what so many other people do, use the Wake Up Wyoming app. And through the app, you can just use the chat option and send me text messages. Now, I'm doing a lot of topic hopping right now, just because there's so many things I wanted to get to this week. And I'm not going to do what you're hearing on all the other talk shows, both radio and television right now. It's just the same topic over and over and over again. There's other stuff going on in the world. Now, here's what I bring up from time to time, because it's important. 
to our nation, to security. Military obesity rates soar, compounding recruitment challenges. We talked about this before, but this is a new updated story on this. Service is still struggling to find eligible applicants who meet physical requirements for enlistment. So it's bad enough, it's hard enough to get people who want to enlist in the military in the first place. That's been a, a problem for a while. <clears throat> it's not just that. Once you get them to want to enlist, then you got to see if they're eligible. Are they physically fit? One of the problems that we have in America today when it comes to, well, all of us, but young people especially, is inactivity. Kids are larger than ever before. They didn't used to be this heavy. And oftentimes for fun, what they do is sedentary. Now, I recently came across that problem, and, and I knew how to solve it because I wrote about it in The Uncomplicated Life, but you've also heard the commercials on the air that I've done for it as well. I suddenly looked down and went, oh, my God, I put on weight. And I realized it's not because I was eating poorly. I really wasn't. What I eat is, is good stuff, but I am mostly just sedentary. Very proud of my accomplishments. I came out with a new book. You know, I'm doing the radio program, which is doing well, and so many other things, but it's all sitting down. And so I wasn't getting a whole lot of exercise. And I felt it, not just, well, in weight, but also just in physical strength, I started to notice, wow, I'm really waning here. I better get. So I started to move around a bit more and change that. And unfortunately, young people today just don't. Most of them don't. Now, I'm not going to say everybody, because you go to a road, you want to see people in great shape today? Go to a Wyoming ranch or rodeo. Go take a look at some of the athletes that we have out there. They're in great shape. Go take a look at our ROTC programs. They're in great shape. Go to our Wyoming National Guard, places like that. They're in great shape. But a lot, so many young people today. So here's the story. Obesity rates among active duty members of the service in the past decade. Well, this, it's incomplete now as far as they're able to. The trends are so bad. It's actually now a threat to national security. Military obesity rates across the active duty have jumped 10.4% from 2012 to 21.6% in 2022, according to recent findings that were just released October 12th. That mirrors a national trend that has shrunk the military's recruitment pool and led to billions of dollars in associated health care costs. Because being really overweight like that is unhealthy in so many different ways. People who are overweight start suffering all sorts of other problems because they're overweight. There's several doctors that I know that have told me over the years. Someone shows up in their office really overweight. And they want to fix their problems. And they have diabetes and high blood pressure and so many other problems. How do I fix all of this? Well, we got to get you to lose the weight. Can I just take a pill? No. If you really want to fix this, you got to stop doing what you're doing. Today, the story says 68% of active active 68% of active duty service members are either overweight or obese and have eating disorders in the military. It's increased by about 79% those eating disorders from 2017 to 2021. Although the obesity in U.S. military is not new, story says, it's seemingly a rapid increase in just the past few years of overweight troops and 
recruits concerned over military readiness as obesity is a primary contributor to service injuries and medical discharges. Furthermore, the report found that the military's inconsistent use of body mass index and such data and social stigmas surrounding the treatment of obesity are hampering efforts in combat. So I guess they can't tell someone, hey, you're too fat, you need to lose that weight because it might, what, hurt their feelings? According to the report, the armed forces should treat obesity as a chronic disease. Well, yeah, you can treat it as a disease, but it's a preventable disease in the sense that, you know, you need to eat properly, eat better food, eat less of it, and exercise more. And that's something, again, I put in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. You want to lose weight? Eat less, move more. But also pay attention to what you're eating so you're not just, you know, downing junk all day. The findings are part of a broader national trend, the story said, also shrunk the military's recruitment pool as the services struggle to find eligible applicants that meet any basic physical requirement. In April, General Randy A. George, then the Army's chief of staff, and several vice chiefs of naval operations and so on got together to talk about this. Army fell about 15,000 soldiers or 25% of its recruitment. Imagine that. They dropped short about 25% of the recruitment goals for 2022 because of this situation. The stretch goal for physical 2023 was about 65,000 people. And it talks about the Air Force numbers and what the Air Force is trying to get. And now I know not everybody in the Air Force flies, of course. There's all sorts of different jobs in the Air Force. It has nothing to do with getting into an airplane. Well, hell, ask the people over at uh, McDill Air Force Base. Well, and just here in Cheyenne, our Air Force Base here doesn't even have any planes. So not everybody over here flies. It's the only, as far as I know, the only Air Force Base, the one here in Cheyenne, that doesn't actually have any airplanes. They got a couple of helicopters that they fly around, but that's about it, you know. They're more into the thermonuclear devices. But when it comes to pilots, people in airplanes, especially if you're someone who would love to be a fighter pilot, well, you're not going to be a big person if that's what you want. But there's also accounts for those people who are more on the ground, the kind of troops that would have to pick stuff up and haul stuff and run and jump and get into combat. You just, you're not going to be overweight. You just can't. You gotta be, we need people in top physical condition for this. And it used to be easy to find that because our work was physical labor. We were physically active people. We just were. And so if we showed up to join the military, well, we were already pretty much in shape. Basic training wasn't much compared to what everybody was already doing. Now, however, basic training is gonna have to include, well, first we're gonna have to take all of that weight off. Then we're just going to have to get some muscle on you in the first place, just some. And that might take a while. So people show up way out of shape to begin with. This is a national problem that is affecting national security as well. That's why I take a look at not just that Americans don't exercise a whole lot, and is that we eat just a lot of garbage and our portion size, Lord. 
I love going out to eat now and then like everybody else. One of the things that I try to do when I go to a restaurant is to ask if I can get something that's not so much. Like, for example, I stopped yesterday off to someplace just to get a burger. It was lunchtime. I was hungry. Rather than getting just their regular big burger, which is actually two meals, and then all the fries and everything that goes with it, I try to work out so I can get less than half of that, which I was able to do. The restaurant was able to help me out there. But just going to a restaurant and saying, yeah, I just want burger and fries, that plate full of food is more than you should be eating in two meals, not just one. 845 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Time is 849. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino about sports. So, Frank, when you do get on the road this weekend, uh, watch your speed. I'm just saying this is... Uh, you, did you hear about the Savannah, Georgia man and his ticket? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, one of my favorite places in America. It's, uh, it's stunningly beautiful if you've never been there. Make sure you take the walking tours, especially the walking ghost tours. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Watch the movie or read the book Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's just incredible. Georgia man receives a $1.4 million speeding ticket in Savannah. Oh, it was, oh that was that yeah, misprint thing? Right. Yes. Okay. So this is supposed to be in their bookkeeping. They put a placeholder in there as in this is ridiculous. There's no way we're going to believe it. But it's going to pop up as a red flag for some bookkeeping placeholder. No one's actually supposed to be fined this. Right. Okay. So the Georgia man was going 90 in the 55. Shame on you. So when he gets the $1.4 million fine, you can imagine his reaction. So he shows up and says, hey, there's no way I can possibly. And But he's told instead by the clerk, well, I'm afraid you're going to have to go to court. For $1.4 million to say that's, yeah. that's the wrong amount. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and and the judge be like, why are you here? Well, your staff told million. me to yeah. be here. Uh-huh. So it, it, this is where the story says, it turns out the numbers of placeholder generated by citation software citan, uh, by Savannah government. Again, it's not supposed to actually be given to anyone. If a driver gets cited for doing more than 35 miles over, over the speed limit, automatically they're required to appear, appear in court. Because you got to explain that to the judge. Oh, okay. Why were you going so fast? I was in a hurry. Uh, okay. Where's but the that, fire? Yeah, re- exactly right. Well, now, it, if it was a fire, is that a legit excuse? No. But even if your you can, own house is on fire, you're still not allowed to go that fast. Let the fire department go there that fast, but you're not allowed to. Oh, all right, go cool. to sports. All right, in high school football, this is the last week of the regular season. The vast majority of the playoff spots are filled. Now it's just a matter of seeding. In 4A, Natrona will be at Thunder Basin in Gillette. And if Natrona wins, they'll be the number three seed. If they lose and Campbell County beats Sheridan, they can finish fifth. Cheyenne Central will be at Rock Springs. The winner will be the number six seed in the 4A playoffs. And the loser will be the number seven seed. Cheyenne East will visit Casper to take on Kelly Walsh. East is the second seed in the playoffs no matter what. Kelly Walsh is 
is the eighth seed no matter what. And then Laramie and Cheyenne South will play tonight in a battle of two winless teams, and both will not make the playoffs. In 2A, Upton Sundance will be at Glenrock. Glenrock is out of the playoff picture. Burns is out of the playoff picture. They'll finish the regular season at Bighorn. In 1A, nine-man, Pine Bluffs and Southeast in the big game. That will start at 1 p.m. And in six-man football, Casper Christian will be at Hewlett, and Casper Christian will not make the playoffs, and neither will Midwest, and they will host in Camden. But KC in 1A, six-man, will host Farson Eden on Saturday, and they and KC will be in the playoffs. State High School cross-country meet will begin tomorrow morning at 10.30 at the Cheyenne Country Club, 3A boys first, followed by 2A boys, 4A boys, 3A girls, 2A girls, 4A girls. Those races will be about every half hour, starting at 10.30. In high school volleyball, Cheyenne East will be at Laramie today. Kelly Walsh will be at Rock Springs. Yesterday, Laramie beat Cheyenne Central three sets to none. Thunder Basin over in the Trona three sets to none. Cheyenne East over Cheyenne South three sets to none. In college volleyball, Wyoming beat Nevada three sets to none, so the Cowgirls are four and five in Mountain West Conference play, 15 and five overall. They'll be at Fresno State tomorrow. In the Major League Baseball playoffs, Arizona beat Philadelphia two to one with a run in the bottom of the ninth, but so the Diamondbacks are still trailing in that series two games to none. Houston over Texas 10 to three and the American League Championship Series that is tied at two games apiece. In high school girls swimming, those regional meets are today and tomorrow. The 4A East will be in Gillette, the 4A West in Laramie, the 3A East in Cody, and the 3A West will be in Green River. The state girls high school uh, swimming meet will be in Gillette the first weekend of November. That's it in sports. So when you have a football team yes, is a six-man football team, mm-hmm. do they only compete against other football teams of the same size? Right, yes. Okay. So now you have to remember, Glenn, that some of these enrollments of these schools are less yeah. than 50. Yeah. The entire enrollment of the yeah. high school, less than 50. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I just want to make sure that they're evenly Oh, no, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh you, yeah. There's no way that they should go up against a, a full-size team. The other guys get to rest. Yeah, no, no, yeah. These guys, it's like normally the same six guys play offense and defense around the yes. field the whole game. Okay. Yeah, that would be a, talk about an unfair advantage. If they get to rest, you don't. Yeah, yeah but, that, but, but the six man guys yeah. sleep really well, though. Uh, I bet you they do. Yeah, and boy, they probably eat really well oh, after I'm that. Oh, I'm sure, game. yeah. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Hello, David from Texas. And Arnie from Casper sending me notes. I'll get back with you in just a bit. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Jump on in, and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, not just what I've been talking about. And I've been off the topic of Israel, by the way, today, just because it all you've been hearing about on talk television, which is, I, I can't call them news television anymore, CNN, MSNBC, you know, Fox News Network. That's all they do now is talk television rather than news, which is what they used to do. And then you turn into talk radio, and it's the same topic, topic, topic. So I'm, I'm looking at other things, but you can pull me back to that or anything else you want to talk about. Oh, I was talking last hour about 
the problem with the sales of electric vehicles and the fact that electric vehicles have been driving the auto manufacturers bankrupt with billions of dollars in losses just to produce these things despite the heavy subsidies. And then sales have not been great. There have been sales, but not been great. And a lot of people who buy the electric cars end up not keeping them. From, they don't go back to the internal combustion engine. Not everybody, but the number of people who do go back is a significant number. So it's just not working out. I don't know how much longer the car manufacturers can keep this up. Now, there are advancements with electric vehicles. You've heard me complain about the batteries are toxic to do, create, toxic to dispose of, charging time, stuff like that. There's, there's technology that would change all of that. It would be a lot better for electric car manufacturers if this was happening organically instead of your government trying to find ways to force you into these vehicles. Here's another one. Headline, more price shock coming. A British energy CEO says the cost of what they call renewables, which are not wind and solar, have gone up 40%. The U.K. power sector, two or three times the size of... we. This is what they're saying over there in the U.K. The U.K. needs a power sector two or three times the size of the one they have today. How are they going to pay for this? They need more energy. They've been trying to go all wind and solar, but that means less energy. energy. So they need more of it. So how do they do that? The cost projections, the story says, have gone up as much as 40%, such that no offshore wind developers could bid into the government's most recent renewables action. We're finding the same thing off the coast of Massachusetts and New York. I told you about that earlier this week and last week as well. There's these energy companies that said that they would build wind projects off the coast of Massachusetts and New York. And the price has gone so sky high on getting these things done. The energy companies are asking for more money to get them done. And that would have to be on the backs of the taxpayers of those states. And those taxpayers don't want that. All right, so, and having all of this... And rising temperatures and extreme weather already infecting. Now, that's the part where they get into that's garbage. Rising temperatures and extreme. Temperatures are not out of control. Weather is doing what weather has always done. We're not having more of anything. We've talked about that before. There's not more tornadoes or hurricanes or floods or droughts. But getting back to this. The U.K. needs a power sector two or three times the size of the one it has today. And we'll have to build it five times fast, the amount of infrastructure. But again, the cost of wind and solar has gone up about 40%. Sorry, says, I don't know how much longer British will put up with this uh, politically ineffective hardship. According to a survey currently, about 69% of Britons have had to make lifestyle changes to cut costs other places. Now, remember what this was sold on. This is what they try to convince us all of. If we got on to wind and solar, then not only is it better for the environment, it's not. Not only is it going to be better, but hey, it's going to be more effective and cheaper, more affordable than ever before. Then why do your electricity bills keep going up? And not just overseas, but here in Wyoming, too, even more discussions of that, but across the country. All right, well, over there in the U.K., where they've gone a lot more 
into wind and solar than we have here in America. They find that people are cutting back on their lifestyle in some places to pay their electric bill. And that's really starting to grate on people. They've had to make cutbacks to keep up with their ever-increasing electric bill. And if they went with this, well, we need so much more of this energy in order to have enough of it. But the cost of making it has gone up 40%. Now what? Absolutely against everything that everybody was promised. Okay, so story says, if British customers generally want affordable zero-carbon power, pause. No such thing as zero-carbon power does not exist, is not going to exist, even if you're using wind and solar. But anyway, and protection from wild fluctuation of global energy prices, the only viable option is to copy the French nuclear program. So the story says, France is the only major country in the world which successfully uh, decommissioned most of their electric sector without help uh, from, well, they mostly went to nuclear energy. Nuclear energy generates about 70% of, of French electricity. And best of all, from a consumer point of view, it's shielded pretty much from global energy prices. Even here in America, well, here in, I will take Wyoming, but in America in general, natural gas prices fluctuating up and down. Okay. But nuclear energy pretty much just stays the same. Because once you've harvested what you need to create the energy. You use it for a very long period of time. So prices can fluctuate everywhere else, but you've already purchased that. It's going to last a long time. Best of all, the story says, from a consumer point of view, nuclear plants are shielded from global energy price fluctuations because unlike organic fuel plants, which require continuous refueling, nuclear plants only need to be refueled every so many years. Even better, most of the next batch of fuel can be recovered from the spent fuel. Two years between refueling cycle is plenty of lead time. And again, the way we do it now with nuclear energy is we used to just use those, you know, the rods uh, once and then find a way to dispose of the waste. But now they can keep recycling it down and reusing it and reusing it and reusing it to the point that they, when they do get to the point they're going to restore it somewhere, there's not a whole lot of radioactivity left to be concerned about as compared to the way we used to. In other words, we've improved on this. All right. So just keep that in mind when it comes to energy here in, in America, watching what happens in Europe, because we'll end up going the same way. We've already had the discussion here in Wyoming about our energy company wanting to charge up to 30% more on your elect or raise your electric bill by up to 30%. Which, of course, they're not going to get anywhere near that, and they know that. So why the energy increase? Well, you know, fluctuations in natural gas prices, they say, could be part of it, yeah, but what's the rest of the story? Because I'm one of those who doesn't buy into the idea that it's just a fluctuation in natural gas prices. Everywhere that's trying to put up more wind and solar, the prices skyrocket. I mean, considerably. 9.15. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio.
Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday. Okay, this next story, I'm doing this just to put a smile on your face as we get closer to the weekend. This is going to make you feel good. Sometimes turnabout is fair play, especially if it makes the right people cry. Yeah, I said cry. So, all right, let's go to some of the protesters we've had after, well, the, the whole attack on Israel and the Palestinians. So there are those leftists out there who have to have to step out and voice their support for Hamas. Keep that in mind. Here's what happens to him. The author says, I'm sure leftists will find a way to top this bit of idiocy, but uh, it will take some effort. He says, by now you've heard that law firm of Winston and Straw withdrew its offer of an employment uh, for an NYU student. After she issued a statement claiming Israel bears full responsibility for the terrorist attacks. So Israel being attacked, it's Israel's fault that Israel was attacked, she's saying. And so the law firm just decided, you know, never mind, we don't want you. Believe it or not, a law firm didn't want to be associated with terrorist attacks, including rape, murder, and beheadings and burnings. Of babies. So, okay, uh, now this person's all upset. I mean, well, she was just canceled. She was just canceled. Now, that's not supposed to happen to people on the left. People on the right get canceled. If somebody on the right has an opinion which is not considered to be a politically or socially acceptable opinion, then we cancel them. And by canceling, I mean, well, they're not just socially ostracized, but we got to make sure that on social media as well as in person, they're ostracized. But let's make sure they lose their jobs, too. We'll make sure of this. This is how people on the right have been treated. Now, people on the left have stepped out in support of a terrorist attack, a terrorist attack that included uh, not just murder, but rape. And the murder of children in heinous ways. So how do you defend that? That, If anything, those on the left should have turned and said, okay, I might want to support Hamas, but I can't support that. That's what they should have said, but they didn't. And because of that, they're going through being canceled. This is one of those cases where I, well, turnabout's fair play. How does it feel? For those people who are upset as conservatives because you said something which you thought was perfectly reasonable and you were attacked and canceled socially, social media as well, politically canceled, you might have lost your job over it. Now those on the left who thought they were just exercising their free speech rights are going through the same exact thing. And they're being called a bunch of Nazis. Now this is what really kills them. After they said these horrible things in support of Hamas, now they're being called Nazis. Well, they've never experienced anything like this before. And they consider it to be unjust. Well, I wonder if that makes them think at all. I bet it doesn't. The story says, well, now her fellow students at NYU are not just sticking up for their oppressed colleague. But they've declared that the law firm of Winston and Straw is committing violence 
by withdrawing their offer of unemployment. Now, this is where they try to redefine words once again. To me, it's always amusing when people redefine words. But, okay, we're going to redefine what violence is. Uh, Withdrawing their offer is not violence. If they had taken her out back and slapped her around, that would be violence. But that's not what happened. They just withdrew the offer. Okay, so this is violence, right? So this author says rape and murder, not violence. Failing to pay six figures to a terrorist sympathizer is violence. I hadn't thought about that before. So uh, rape and murder and the horrible things they did to children and infants, that's not violence. But taking away her six-figured income job is. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that until I read it in this article. Story says the Chicago-based Winston and Straw withdrew its offer to employ this woman after, and this is what it says in the story, this is not me, the non-binary NYU student. I don't know why we have to mention that, but okay. Issued a statement claiming Israel bears, bears full responsibility for the terrorist attack that have more uh, fueled more than 1,300 dead, including 30 Americans. The firm's decision is just one instance of, here we go, we have to use the buzzwords, systemic, there you go, concentrated violence. This woman has experienced since issuing her anti-Israel proclamation, according to a letter of support obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. The letters, uh, which include uh, the there's uh, law students also, it names the different liberal groups which are in support of her. So I, I love that phraseology there: systemic, concentrated violence. Yeah, all right. You try to make it sound as big as you possibly can. This author says you think they are describing what is happening on the streets of Chicago where she was supposed to be heading for a new job, but no, they're referring to her job offer in this case. Well, again, that's not what systemic or concentrated or violence looks like. That's not, but all right, reading on. This sort of wordplay, this author says, is uh, the essence of critical theory, the nonsense taught to them in college, essentially where Marxists introvert the meaning of words in order to justify their insane pronouncement. Silence is violence, is an absurdity. But the hope is that normal people, says the author, cannot be swayed by such... Well, they hope that normal people would be swayed by rhetoric, but the best thing, I bet you this law firm won't be. It often works with... The left, he says, apparently, you can't take anything critical race theory advocates say seriously because words are simply rhetorical tools in their toolbox. So the signatures of the letter define this uh, student as an incredible leader in our community and cited her habit of making Halloween goodies in bags for people. They talk about all the things, that the reasons that they think that this person is just a wonderful person. Now, okay. Uh, here again, they they cannot have this every, every which way they want. They are experiencing everything that they've been doing to us, and they don't know how to handle it. Sometimes the best answer is, well, we're going to do the same thing to you that you've been doing to us. How does it make you feel to be 
canceled the way you have been canceling us. I'm just asking here. Now, I would I would love for these folks to process this properly, but they're not going to. I've already shown you that just by reading the letters that they put out. All right, coming up on local news time. Right after local news update on your weather forecast, then you and I get back into it again. Let's wake up Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. time, wake up Wyoming. Never get the ex-wife mad or ex-girlfriend. I, I know you're going to no matter what you do, but you know what I mean, guys. That, all right, here's why. Cowboys take daily after a tip from ex-wife. Wyoming man charged with killing four grizzlies. Okay, so if you're going to get her mad, make sure there's nothing she can use for revenge. Let's try it that way. Because she's going to get mad no matter what. But if you can do something to make sure she's not going to be able to get revenge on you. After a tip from his ex-wife sparked an investigation, a bowel man is facing 18 wildlife-related misdemeanor criminal charges stemming from allegations, among other things, he illegally shot and killed four grizzly bears, including two cubs. Now, if he did do this, I'm actually starting to side with the ex-wife on it, but let's read on. Prosecutors claim that he failed to report killing a charging grizzly that he and another man shot while the they, they were shed antler hunting in a remote part of North Fork drainage area in Park County sometime between 2017 and 2020, according to the court documents. Well, if now I got to go back again, if it was a legitimate kill because they were just defending themselves, that's something different. Let's read on in a separate incident, roughly the same idea thought to have uh, happened sometime in 20, 2002, between 2002, and 2004. He allegedly shot a female grizzly after it charged him, and he was uh, again shed antler hunting. Okay, at this part, I'm be- at, at this point, I'm beginning to doubt the first story. If this happens twice in a row, hmm. uh, he shot and killed the two cubs as well. Why? Estimating about thirty pounds each. Okay, at this point, I'm starting to doubt the guy's story. You see how you read these stories and you kind of go back and forth on. So, what's going on here? During a 2021 interview with a federal wildlife agent, uh, he said he felt horrible about killing the cubs. Well, why did he kill the cubs? He's charged with two counts of illegally killing a grizzly bear as a species remains under federal protection in Wyoming. Each of those counts come with a maximum penalty of a year in prison and $10,000 fine plus $25,000 in restitution to the state of Wyoming and loss of hunting privileges in Wyoming and in most other states for about six years. The other 16 charges stem from allegations he illegally possessed wildlife parts, including bighorn sheep skulls, 
golden eagle feathers and talons. Those charges also come with penalties that include thousands of dollars of fines and losses of hunting privileges and so on. Park County Attorney's Office filed all 18 charges against him in a single circuit court case in, in late August. He appeared in court earlier this month, pleaded not guilty to all of the charges, and was released on his own recognizance. So although he is accused of wildlife violations that go back about 20 years, he didn't land on the radar of wildlife officials until 2019, according to court documents. What got her mad that she said, that's it, I'm telling him. She felt the need for revenge for some reason. Acting on that tip, the wildlife officials you know, went after. So after obtaining a search warrant for his home, they found numerous allegedly illegal wildlife parts, golden eagle talons, feathers, bighorn sheep skulls, grizzly claws, etc., during the subsequent interviews, uh, he and others, investigators, were told that in more recent grizzly incidents, he and another man were charged by a bear in thick timber and shot at it. Okay, at this point, now we're doing this three times. It's one thing if, if it happens once. I start having doubts when it happens twice and you kill the cubs. Now this happens a third time. So you see where I'm starting to come down. Although, I still want to know, when it comes to the ex-wife... What made her mad? Or was it one of those people who's just going to get mad anyway? There's a couple of different things. There's people, you did something to make them mad, and now they're going to come after you. Or they're the kind of people who are just going to come after you because they're always mad about something. All right, so let's see. In the earlier incident dating back to early 2000, this guy told investigators he had another man had been separated while doing some spring shed antler hunting in a remote area. He told investigators he came upon a grassy area, encountered two grizzly cubs playing. Most immediately, the cubs' mother stood up, saw him charged. Okay, so here we go again with that story. All right. So uh, I was reading that story earlier this morning and thinking, I'm not quite sure what to do with this here. Because on the one hand, I've reached the point where I don't believe this guy's stories anymore because it just happened too many times. I mean, you could disagree with me on that, but my attitude was as soon as it started happening too many times in a row, I just sort of lost faith in his side of the story. On the other side of this, I also kind of wonder, so when it comes to the ex-wife, is it because she's one of those that's always angry and always going to... I've met these... I know these types. There's always something. Many of you know this type too. There's always something. They're always going to get mad about something and do things like vengeful things like this, whether you did something or not. There's those types. Then there's the type of people that are perfectly harmless until you actually do something that sets them off and then... Well, if you were misbehaving around them, they're going to use that against you. All right. Well, I know we'll end up seeing one thing or the other in court. I think this guy is in trouble because they found all sorts of paraphernalia in his house. So he's going to wind up in trouble one way or the other. I think it will remain a mystery as to the motives of the ex. 943, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. Mornings will never be the same. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-Woods. 
time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, I came across this ad for pets. Now, I know you have a cat, but, I mean, I, I don't have a pet right now. Okay. And some people, I, they just need to be stopped. They just do. First off, here is a whole bunch of different kinds of clothing and and costumes that you can get for your dog. Oh, for Halloween? Yeah, or, or any anything? other time. Just you know dog. what they in Casper they used to have um, in the in May or June used to be the pet parade. Yeah, they had it at Washington Park, and uh, that's yeah. exactly what it was, Glenn. I mean, yeah. not just taking your dog for a walk. They dressed up all the dogs yeah. and the cats and the horses and everything else, and they paraded them right down in, in, in the park. Now, at some point, just look, just don't humiliate your animal, okay? It's the poor thing is embarrassed to wear some of this stuff. I don't think they really know the difference, but then again, uh, if you look at their eyes, yes, it says it they, all. They, yeah, they know. They know, yeah. like, why are you doing yeah, this okay. to me? Now, what this I here's what I do approve of. So here is a bone, so to speak. It's it's an artificial bone, but it's something for the dog to chew on, yeah. right? But it looks like a human femur or other body part, like a real, like a real, yes. So, oh, the, oh. so the neighbors will wonder what the hell's going on. The neighbors will wonder what's going on when this dog starts to dig, yes. and pulls those bones out uh-huh. of the ground. Of that, then I have a problem. See, then I would go buy some of these fake bones and I would <laughs> plant them in my yard just so the dog can dig them up, just to make the neighbors wonder. Yeah, and the neighbors go. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Okay, let me see. Now this is kind of a cool one uh, on your for the smaller dog. Yeah, on your armrest in the middle is a little bed to put them on that has sides so they can get in there and they don't have to sleep in your lap or whatever it's like it's really cool and it straps into the armrest oh well it's portable at least yes what i don't approve of is the price tag so skipping that how much uh 100 bucks forget it no never okay now this is actually okay here is a dog's costume but it looks like it has a bunch of fake squirrels hanging on the back of the dog. Maybe. There's a dog hat. Here's a line mane for the dog. I've seen yeah. those, yeah. Okay. The, and the bigger the dog, yeah. the bigger the mane. And it, it is like, whoa, okay. Uh, Here's one. This is, and I would, having owned several cats, and Frank, you're a cat owner. Here's a, a series of very expensive cat toys. Forget the toys. Give the cat the box. Yeah. They're not going to play with the toys. The box and some catnip, and I think they're good to go. Yeah. Now, here's something for dog owners that actually does work if your dog's smart enough. You can get these buttons that speak human words, and the dog learns if he pushes that button, he said that word. Really? Yeah, if the dog's smart enough. There are some dogs who know how to use these things once you train them. It's helping them to speak English. I wish human beings could speak more English. Yeah, go with sports. All right, at high school football statewide tonight and today and then a little bit tomorrow. Most of the playoff spots in Wyoming high school football are filled now. It's really just a matter of what seed they will be when the playoffs start next week. In Class 4A, in the Toronto will be at Thunder Basin tonight in Gillette. If the Toronto wins, they'll be the number three seed. If they lose and then Campbell County beats Sheridan, the Toronto can fall to number five and be out of that playoff uh, home playoff game scenario. Cheyenne Central at Rock Springs tonight. Central, uh, the, the winner of that game will, will be the sixth seed. The loser will be the seventh seed. Cheyenne East will be the number two seed no matter what. They'll be in Casper tonight to meet Kelly Walsh and KW will be the eighth seed. Laramie and Cheyenne South will play tonight to the, and neither team will make the playoffs. Matter of fact, neither team as of right now has won a game. In 2A, the Upton Sundance will be at Glenrock and Glenrock will not make the postseason. Neither will Burns. They will be in 
Bighorn and 1A Nyman. Pine Bluffs uh, will take on Southeast this afternoon, and uh, that's it's a game between two good teams there. In six-man, Casper Christian will be at Hewlett today, but Casper Christian will not make the playoffs. Midwest will not make it either, and they will host Encampment. KC will make the playoffs, and they will host Farson Eden tomorrow. The State High School Cross Country Meet is tomorrow at the Cheyenne Country Club. It all begins at 10.30 in the morning with the 3A Boys Race, 11 a.m. the 2A Boys Race, 11.30 is the 4A Boys Race. Then at noon, it's the 3A Girls, at 12.30 the 2A Girls, and they will wrap up with the 4A Girls at 1 p.m. Regional girls swimming meets are this Friday, today, and tomorrow. The 4A East in Gillette, the 4A West in Laramie, the 3A East in Cody, and the 3A West in Green River. High school volleyball tonight. East will take on, East will travel to Laramie. Kelly Walsh will go over to Rock Springs. Yesterday, Laramie beat Central three three sets to none. Uh, Thunder Basin over in the Trona, three sets to none. East over South, three sets to none. And in the Major League Baseball playoffs, Arizona over Philadelphia, two to, two to one. So the Diamondbacks are now trailing in that series two games to one in the American League Championship Series. Houston pounded Texas again, 10-3. to So that American League Championship Series is tied at two games apiece. That's it in sports. Okay, so here's another one for you. Your dog always wants to get up on the couch, right? Here is a mini couch that looks just like your couch. And the dogs will go over there. For the dog. Unfortunately, it costs like 300 bucks. No, so no, that. I'll just no. let him on the couch for that much. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go ahead and do yeah, it. Yeah, 300 that's too much. Yeah. Now, this is a cool one. It's a cake mix. Looks like regular cake you would eat, but it's the kind of food dogs would like better than what you eat. Oh, I don't want to get confused that I may eat uh, dog no. food. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. Anything else over here? Here's a sweater that looks... Oh, 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 here is a dog's toy that looks like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> That would be funny. Yeah, no, I like that one, yeah. Yeah, except that it costs 30 bucks. So oh. Sorry, dog, I love you, but I'm not spending that kind of money on you. Rotisserie chickens are $5 yeah. at the store, Glenn. Yeah, Five. Right. Thank you. I'll just do that, give them a real thing. Yeah. Hey, Frank, have a great weekend. You too. You too. All right. Hey, everybody, have yourself a good time out there. It's wake Up Wyoming.